This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I am thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I am speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final Freeform episode of 2022. Wow, we have made it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than wow. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I can't speak for anyone else as to how your 2022 was. Um, mine kind of felt like a little bit like a whirlwind. Like I'm finally just like sitting down and taking the first like exhale of the year. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's like sometimes I think about times or even like places as either being like an inhale or an exhale. And it's like all year it's just been like inhale, inhale, inhale. And like just saying that being like, oh, it's, you know, the last free form of, of the year. It's like oh, an exhale, like, whoa, what just happened? So <laughs> with that, um, just a quick reminder before we dive in, we're going to be talking all about people-pleasing. You still have a couple more days to pre-save the Ignite 2023 virtual retreat. So if you also feel like you need an exhale at the end of the year, that's exactly what this is. It is a three-hour virtual retreat. There's yoga, meditation, some energy clearing, a mini sound bath, like all the goodies to really help you just, you know, Close the book on 2022 and open up the 2023 book or chapter with a clear mind, with intention, and yeah, I would love to have you there. Links in the show notes. You can go to yogaifyouonline.com. It's going to be instantly unlocked on the 26th. You can still enroll if you're listening later after the 26th, um, but it's like closing, closing, closing out uh, January 7th, I believe. So yeah, so you can check that out. I'd love to have you there. It's pay what you can and it's going to be really good. I'm filming it this week. I'm really excited about it. 
And that's enough. That's enough chit chat. Let's get into people pleasing. So yesterday I released a mantra meditation for people pleasing. And I thought it was only right to have this be a freeform episode because this is a topic that comes up again and again when I ask for topic requests. And I get it. Like, there's nothing really more clutching than being in the grasps of like this need to please people that constant like need to be nice and pleasant and helpful it can quickly turn into this constant just push and pull and cycle of giving and pouring out into others and just this kind of really tricky cycle of like giving and then being burnt out and then needing to refill and then getting just a little bit back in your cup and then giving it all again and people pleasing is something you know, like I said, I hear it come up again and again. And so many people feel like they constantly give and they need to say yes in order for people to like them or to be like appreciated or valued. And say no, building boundaries, protecting yourself when you are someone who gives freely and often, it can absolutely be a daily struggle. It's it's hard to say no to people Especially, and I want to do people pleasing around this time of year because I find one place where it's hard to not be a people pleaser or it's hard to say no is like around family or, you know, close friends. And, you know, maybe you say, I'm not up for that. I actually just want some quiet time alone or actually we're going to just have family time right now and it's hard to say no to work or your community or different commitments that you know will require more than you have to give right now and it can be really hard not to say yes to everything and everyone all the time so i'm pretty sure i've said this before on the podcast but i think about myself often in terms of like a pizza so there's a finite amount of food or slices that you have to give and at different times in your life different peoples or different areas will need more food so for example if you know every day i wake up and i have just this one pizza it has whatever eight slices at different points in my life like before pork chop um, my work was you know eating a lot my um like my friendships my marriage, like these different things, they were needing different amounts of pizza. Then pork chop came along and then I had to kind of really reevaluate. And, you know, he obviously was needing a lot of pizza. And just at different points in life, you have, you know, different areas need more of you. And it's important to recognize that there is a finite amount, if we're thinking of this pizza analogy, there's a finite amount of slices that you can give. It's not infinite. It's finite. There are those whatever eight slices that you can give. And when they're gone, they're gone. And what's important to remember, especially in the context of people pleasing, is that since there is this finite amount to give, that it's way, 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 way too easy to give all of these slices to other people. And then all of a sudden, it's the end of the day. And you're like, wait a minute, I need to eat too. And there's nothing left. It's it's gone. And often what this means is that you need to feed yourself first, which I think can be a tricky thing to do. You know, they always say, put your, you know, life vest or your oxygen mask on first or, you know, fill your cup first, all of these things, you know, feed yourself first. And 
that's something that I, I've never really considered myself or struggled as much with being a, a people pleaser necessarily. Like maybe sometimes here, like there's a couple of times that I can think of where I, I did struggle with it, but it, I wouldn't say it's something I've like chronically struggled with. Um, however, it's definitely gotten more challenging since I became a mother, not that it's only mothers that are people pleasers, but specifically this idea of like feed yourself first. Um, I find that I'm often giving, you know, all the time, like from the moment I wake up, you know, I'm giving to pork chop or my family or just like outwardly giving to others. And often by the end of the day, I find myself feeling really depleted and I, you know, recognizing that I'm not feeding myself first. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not refilling my cup. I'm just trying to like pour, 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 pour from this empty cup. So this is really like on the forefront of my mind right now. And recognizing that like when your pizza is gone, it's gone. So I think about it sometimes of being like, you know what? Like when this pizza is gone, it's gone and sorry, but like you're going to need to find a new pizza to eat. Like if I, if my pizza is gone and someone's coming to me and they're like, hey, can I have a slice? And be like, sorry, it's gone. You're going to have to find a new pizza or you're going to have to feed yourself or whatever it is. And maybe that sounds cold, but I don't think it has to. And to me, that's kind of the crux of like people pleasing is this worry of like, oh, doesn't that sound like cold or kind of savage or whatever being like, oh, I'm sorry, pizza's gone. Like you're going to have to feed yourself. And I think when we get in our heads about this of like, oh, isn't that like mean or what will people think? think or am I going to like hurt people? I think we have to remember that, again, you know, I'm, I'm really just, you know, doubling down on this pizza. But like when it's gone, it's gone. And just letting people know, like, I've I've given all that I can give or like I, I would love to help you. I'd love to, you know, give you a piece of my pizza. Um, but unfortunately, mine's gone. I just I don't have anything to give right now. And it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be cold. It doesn't have to, you know, be anything other than just open, honest conversation with someone and being like, you know, I've given everything that I can give. I don't have anything to give to you right now. And, you know, or saying like, you know, I'm really honoring, like refilling my own cup. I'm honoring, you know, prioritizing my well-being and my needs. And if someone has a problem with that, like that kind of says more about them than it does you. And that's what I return to again and again and again. Or like if I'm saying no and in a moment um, I'm going to share some of my favorite ways to nicely but firmly say no because I, I say it a lot. I I find that like and it's a cliche but like the people who don't respect your boundaries are the people who when you openly say like my pizza's gone like everything I have to give I've given I don't have anything left. If they're like we'll figure something out like give me even more like that's someone that didn't respect you to begin with. Like that's someone, that is someone who is never going to contribute to filling up your cup. And you don't really, you don't owe them anything and you don't need to, you know, please them in any way because they obviously, they don't care that much if you're letting them know where you're at and they're still like, well, give me even more. And something just, just to remember is that the people who don't respect your boundaries or the people who want you to continue to pour from an empty cup, like they, you don't need to be pleasing them because they really, they don't care that much. Like if they really cared about your well-being and they would be willing to give from their cup for you, they would be respecting what you need. So again, just a little bit of context. I've never really considered myself like a people pleaser. Um, there's, you know, moments here and there. And, you know, I just, I kind of, if I'm being completely honest, and this has been a journey, but I find a lot of peace and joy in saying 
no, not because I'm trying to be mean or cold or like push people away, but I've just really learned that in order to protect my well-being, I have to say no and build boundaries around what I will do and what I will not do. Otherwise, I will like one day, you know, I, I wake up and I'm on a one-way trip to burnout and emotional exhaustion. Now, granted, this is something like that I'm having to kind of retrain myself. It became hard in a different way when I became a mother and literally had like this thing that it needs me every like needs me to survive but i have been having to time and time again remind myself that i also in that context need to protect my well-being and that i'm still going to have to say no and build boundaries and i've learned that the only people really who are upset with me setting boundaries or me saying no are the people that didn't respect me to begin with and you are not a bad person for saying no so i want to i'll say it again so it can sink in like you are not a bad person for saying no. It's not to say that people won't feel a certain way about you saying no or that they might get bent out of shape or, you know, they, they aren't going to necessarily respect your boundaries, but you are not a bad person for saying no. So here are some of my favorite ways to nicely say no, nicely but firmly. So feel free to take any of these if you want, if you're someone who struggles with saying no. Um, as someone who has had to learn how to say no, not just in my personal life, but also my professional life too, which that one can sometimes be hard, especially if it's like one of you asking me for something or if it's, you know, something that like I want to do, but I honestly just like can't, I don't have the capacity to give that. It's really hard for me to say no. So these are my favorite ways. Um, one of them is saying, thank you so much for thinking of me. This sounds like such an important project slash job, et cetera. Um, it sounds like you really need someone who can dedicate a lot of time and effort to this project. And at the moment, my plate is very full and I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to give the project the time and effort that it deserves. And then you can just say, you know, I hope you find the person that you're looking for for this project. Best of luck, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, any kind of a variation of like, wow, this sounds like such a big, important thing. Like, it sounds like you really need someone that's able to to give everything to it. And I'm not able to give everything right now. Number two, uh, this is such a great idea. Right now, things feel like they're moving at the speed of light. So I can't commit to this thing right now. But would, you know, maybe this day or would you be open to scheduling a time in maybe like next month to circle back on this idea. So, you know, still validating like this is so great. Um, you know, things are really busy for me right now. So can I circle back with you? And then you just tell them what time is best for you or what month is best for you. Another way, it's so sweet of you to think of me. I'm currently working on setting boundaries in my work, life, family, et cetera, et cetera. And as I navigate that, I've realized that this thing is just more than I can take on right now. I appreciate you respecting this boundary and being supportive of my journey. So I, that's kind of, I, every once in a while use that one, like if, you know, you just, maybe you're already in the middle of a project or, or you're doing some kind of a commitment and it's wrapped up and then they're wanting for, you know, more for that commitment or that project or whatever it is, just letting them know, like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, this is something I'm working on in my personal life and like, thank you for respecting it. Uh, there's also like, I, this isn't necessarily a nice way to like say no, but just like a tip. Treat everything like an opening offer for a negotiation. I personally love this one. So it might sound something like this. Like, I noticed that you were looking for five days right now. I only have one day to allocate. 
If this seems like it is in alignment, I would love to talk further. Or I imagine if you're looking for someone who is able to fulfill the full five days, I hope you find exactly that person that you're looking for. So treating it kind of like this opening offer where someone's like, and you can do this in your personal life too, right? If someone's like, hey, do you mind if we come over and stay for a weekend, right? And you're like, I really can't host for a weekend. You can just treat this as an opening offer in a way and be like, you know, oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting together. Um, you know, I noticed that you were looking for a weekend. Um, I actually have a lot going on this weekend, but if you're open to it, I would love to get together for a day. Or, you know, can I help you find a hotel to stay at, whatever it is, right? Like, you can kind of treat it like an opening offer. So then you're not always necessarily saying no, but then you can kind of counter with, this is what would actually work best for me. Um, So just an idea. And then a final kind of thought is just do someone a solid and refer them. So, you know, you could say something, and I do this one a lot uh, professionally, but like if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, would you be willing, you know, to do, or do you ever do a workshop on, um, you know, past lives? When that came, do you ever do meditations to help people access their past lives? And, you know, I'm just going to do someone a solid and like, I don't do that. And there was a time in my career where I felt like I had to say yes to everything. And I'd be like, oh, I, I don't do it now, but I'll figure out how to do it by the time we, you know, whatever, do this thing. And like, I'll just refer other people. So I'll be like, you know, I actually don't do this thing, but you should check out, you know, well, I would recommend Gina Seaball for anyone doing past life stuff because she is amazing. I'm like, you know, I don't actually do that, but my friend and colleague Gina, like this is all she does day in and day out. She's who I go to. You would love her. Here's, you know, her email or here's a link to her website. Um, You would be so happy with her. So there's also a way, like if someone's asking you to to do something and you're like, I'm not able to do this, it could even be within my realm, right? So if, if I don't have space for a private client or like a mentorship, I can give them the option of either like, hey, like, thank you so much for thinking of me. Um, here are my two options. I would be happy to put you on a wait list for when I have space or when I'm taking on more clients or more mentees, whatever it is. Um, or, and then I'll recommend someone else that is, you know, equally just as great, if not greater, and be like, hey, I also would be happy to refer you to someone else. And then you're helping to lift someone else up who does something, you know, wonderful too. And you may be facilitating this really great match between two people. And this is something that I had to reframe my mindset again. This is back like at the beginning of my career when I really experienced burnout. This is like when I had my studio and I felt like every time someone wanted like a private session, I'd be like, yeah, you know, on Tuesday morning, I'm already coming in at 5 a.m., so how about 4 a.m., right? And always being like, yes, 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 taking on so many things. I got completely burnt out, and it was because of my inability to, like, set boundaries and say no. But I also think I got in my head, like, I struggled with recommending other people of just being like, you know, I don't have the time and space for that, but here's, you know, someone else that's just as great. And to me, it was kind of like a lack mindset. Like I didn't want to pass up as I was building my business and I was building like my student base. It's like I didn't want the, you know, it was like a lack mentality of like, well, I didn't want to pass up the potential to have like a student or a client or like, you know, have this really great connection with someone that I could work with. And I've really shifted my mindset around that because there absolutely is enough to go around. And I believe in collaboration over competition. And I actually really enjoy doing this now, like referring other people. You know, if someone's like, oh, 
you know, do you do this? And I'll be like, well, I do do this, but I'm actually not currently doing it or I don't have time to do it right now. And then recommending someone else that's really great. Like, I don't know, that feels really good to me. And it's a way of saying like, it's a no for me, but what about like this person, right? And potentially like helping two people out at the same time of the person who needs the thing and the person who offers the thing selling a little or selling a lot whatever you are selling shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching you like that there (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the real life store stage all the way to oh my gosh, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever stage you're at, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling meditation books or artisanal goat milk soap, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. And one of the things that I personally love about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it's going to help you with everything that you need to take control of your business, make it yours, and then bring it to the next level, which is so important, especially when you put so much heart and soul into your business. Plus, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., which is amazing. And its award-winning help is here to help support your success every step of the way. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Now that it is starting to warm up outside, I feel like these warmer, sunnier days, they're just like calling to me. I want to be outside. I want to be busy. I want to be doing things. And I am so glad that when I'm feeling that energy and I want to go and do that I have factor right there in my fridge so that I don't have to worry about tons of prep for food, big messy meals. I don't have to think about like, oh, what am I going to feed myself this week. It's all done for me with Factor. And thanks to Factor's fresh, never frozen meals that are dietitian approved, they're just ready to eat in two minutes. So no matter how busy I get, no matter what the kids have going on, no matter what is on the calendar this spring and summer, I have nutritious, great tasting meals ready to go. And with over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. I've been loving those add-ons personally. Like you have everything from breakfast to dessert and you can stay fueled with these easy nutritious options you all know my husband likes to take them into the hospital i like them for those busy days where i'm on the go with the kids and i can treat myself to these restaurant quality meals in just two minutes and we're talking really great ingredients here like blackened salmon yes please and all of that without shopping prepping cooking or cleaning up so head to factormeals.com in minutes 50 and use code in minutes 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next month. That's code InMinutes50 at factormeals.com slash InMinutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. So just some thoughts on like how you could potentially nicely say no if you find that you're a people pleaser, you don't want to upset people or you want to find a way to be like no, but you don't want to straight up like honestly, my favorite way to say no is to just be like no. And that can come off a little cold sometimes if you're just like straight up, it's a no. But 
you do have to soften it a little bit sometimes if you want and if you're looking for a softer approach. Um, those are some of my recommendations. Okay, we're back. Thank you for indulging me in that short little break. So one thing that I wanted to touch on in terms of people pleasing is that I do think there is a gender component to this. It's not always women that are people pleasers, but I do think we are often told, especially if you're a woman, that it's good to be liked. And the way that you are liked is to do things that please people. And we become hypersensitive about what people are thinking about us, you know, if they approve of what we're doing. And ultimately, we begin just kind of this constant outpouring of ourselves to others in, you know, looking for external validation or looking for ways to be liked or to be approved of. And we just like give, 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 give. And instead of taking time to refuel and say no when it's necessary and looking for internal validation, we're looking for this fulfillment externally. And I do think a lot of this is just kind of the language around, you know, how we speak to women, how we speak about women, you know, what quote, like a nice woman or girl should be and like or a good girl and like no thank you um but i do think that it's important you know when they look at at least people who are self-reporting as being people pleasers it is predominantly women not only women um but i do think that's something like if you struggle with this maybe just consider hitting the pause button and looking at like why is this so important to me like why is it so important to me to be you know to please others like is that a way that i'm trying to fulfill this sort of validation and instead of just you know looking at myself and being pleased with who I am, right? Because at the end of the day, you're the only one that has to look yourself in the mirror and be happy with who you are. And you only have to give to yourself and whoever else you deem to be worthy of giving, right? Like kids or partners, friends, whatever it is, you get to choose who's on that list. And although a lot of my say no kind of ways give people an explanation, you don't need to give them an explanation. You don't owe them anything. But you're the only one really at the end of the day that has to look yourself in the eye and be quote like pleased or be happy with like who you are and what you did. So just something to consider um, that there's definitely this like gendered piece to it. And is that impacting kind of your drive to be a people pleaser or kind of, you know, your inability to break free of this like people pleasing cycle? So for me, moving away from people pleasing and boundary building really took off when I started looking for this internal validation instead of external validation. So I only had to please myself. And I realized that every time I set a boundary and put my needs first, I wasn't being selfish. And I was only modeling this behavior for others. Like when I set a boundary or I take time to refill my cup, I'm giving permission to those around me to do the same and to feel like they don't need to be a people pleaser with me and that it's okay to uphold healthy boundaries as well. When I started looking for this internal validation and really taking stock of like how I was doing and what I needed, um, you know, in the long run, it actually allowed me to show up in a better, more fulfilling way for others. But I had to focus kind of on, you know, what I needed first, which was a lot of different things. But one of those things was setting boundaries and, you know, working on my ability to say no personally and professionally. So these are some of my top, we'll say, exercises or tips for people pleasing. So do a pizza audit, right? So back to that pizza. So who, what is currently taking the most of your pizza? How much is left over for you? And I really like to sit down and literally write down like, like all of the commitments, right? And, and then I order them from most draining 
to least straining. So I'll write down all of my commitments. Like the me- it's going to be a long list, like the mental load, the physical load, like everything that you're currently taking on right now, ways that you're pouring outward. And then, you know, order them from most draining to least draining. Look at that top of the list of those most draining things and say, okay, are there any of these that I can just straight up just like stop doing? There's any of those that you can just cross it off the list, do that. And if not, then start coming up with a plan on ways that you can release or modify the ones that are at the top of the list that feel so draining and feel like they take so much of you. Um, And just sometimes I think it's really beneficial to just write down, put on paper, like what is actually, like what am I actually doing? What's actually going on in my mind? And doing this like audit of your commitments or your way that you're giving or pleasing people and then just start making cuts. Like what can I get rid of? What can I outsource? What can I practice saying no for? And I think you'll really be amazed at how long this list is. Another, you know, tip or exercise is practice saying no kindly, firmly, and often. So I know what I'm about to say for some people is going to feel like, I can never do that, but you can do this. So let's say like, you know, your barista gives you the wrong drink or they didn't quite, you know, make it the right way or whatever it is. Of course, always being polite. We don't want any Karens here, but just being polite and let them know that, you know, actually this isn't the right drink or whatever it is, right? Or if someone like calls you the wrong name, um, correct them. Like I have to do this a lot. A lot of times when I introduce myself, people hear Ellie instead of Kelly, which, you know, is no fault to that. Maybe I need to work on like my pronunciation of like the k but i'll but i'll just be like oh you know this is me like working on my like no muscle right or my like boundary muscle i'll be like oh no actually it's kelly like with a k and there's these there'll be these little opportunities throughout the day where you can kind of practice building up your quote like no muscle or building a boundary or firmly or politely being like you know, I'm not able to take that on or no thank you or whatever it is. Take those little opportunities throughout the day and it'll get easier over time. It's kind of like when we we talk about the same thing with any habit that you're building, but we talk about it with meditation too, where, you know, you're not going to wake up one day and say, okay, you know, immediately I've never meditated before, but I'm going to start meditating every single day for an hour a day. Some of us may do that, but what's most likely to be helpful and to you know, stick when building a habit is starting small. So starting with a few minutes every day and building upon that. So you're kind of growing that like muscle and that ability to use that new skill that you're acquiring. Because that's really what it is. We're just acquiring a new skill to you know, say no or to work on being a people pleaser. Another thing that you can do is connect with your true self through meditation. You guys know, hello, it's Mindful Minutes. We're going to talk about meditation every time, but this really, really does help. So the better you know yourself, the better you can honor what you need and set boundaries and uphold them. So like the more that you connect to your true self, the easier it is to then be like, I need this. Like, again, like what am I willing to do and what am I not willing to do? And the more you get to know yourself, the easier it becomes to like have the clarity as to what you will or will not do or what you can do or what you cannot do. And then you can build boundaries around that. Another thing is making an I will and I will not list and then stick to it. This is something like a therapist had me do way back. And it was, you know, I will. So for example, you know, this list could say, I will have friends visit, um, but I will not have them stay for more than 
X amount of days. Or I will take on new clients, but I will not offer more than one hour a week or whatever it is, right? So making this I will and I will not list and then you stick to it. So you're basically like, I am okay with this, but I am not okay with this. You can, you know, another thing is recognize you will never, ever be able to please everyone. Like perfection does not exist. This kind of goes back to like, have I kind of been conditioned to be a people pleaser? Um, Also, like, have I been conditioned or do I have this need to chase perfection? That's perfectly fine if you have. And I think gaining this awareness of like that's something that you're doing or something that's important to you, recognizing that perfection does not exist and you will never, ever, ever be able to please everyone. To me, like when I recognized that, it was, you know, a a piece of it felt really vulnerable, but also a piece of it felt really freeing. Like, you know what? I just have to try my best. And again, at the end of the day, I'm the only one that has to be okay with what I did today. And I will never be able to please everyone, right? Like, I mean, it happens even in this podcast. I I release a sleep meditation and there's, you know, a bunch of people that are like, oh my gosh, I love the sleep meditations. I can't, I'm so excited for another one. There's other people that are like, ah, stop it with the sleep meditations, do something else. Like, and, and that really like, really at the end of the day doesn't have that much to do with me, right? Like I'm just creating what I'm creating. I'm proud of what I'm creating. I'm putting it out there. You know, I'm just doing my best and I will never be able to please everyone. That happens on a large scale. It happens on a small scale. So to me, recognizing that was a little bit freeing in a way. Um, Asking for help. So again, if you're doing these like audits, if you're writing these lists, look at it and like, what can you delegate to others or what can you outsource or potentially just stop doing, right? So you know, I just recently had a conversation. I was like chatting with someone in my co-working space about, you know, all the things where you're just like, oh my God, you know, she was joking. We're talking about like being moms or whatever. And she had this comment about, she was like, oh, sometimes I think like if I died, like what would happen? Because I just do so many of these things, like no one even realizes what I'm doing. And we kind of made this joke of like, you know, funny things that would happen, like if, you know, you know, dark humor, but if something happened to us and then just whatever, all the people around us would be like, oh, like how did this ever get done? Because we were just, you know, the ones quietly doing it. And like we were joking, but, you know, it does it is kind of this reminder of like, what are things that you're just doing, like um, the mental load or what are things that like you just are doing, but you may not necessarily need to be the one that's doing them, right? So looking at like, what are all the things that I'm doing? If I'm feeling burnt out, if I'm feeling like, you know, am I doing these things just to please others? Like just get clear on what you're doing. And is there something that you can outsource? Can you delegate or just be like, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. And then you don't do it. Something to consider. Um, practicing mantras and affirmations daily around this can really help and also celebrating your wins, right? So if you are at the coffee shop and you ordered a latte and they hand you a pour over instead, you can be like, oh, you know, be like, oh, you know, I, I actually, I ordered a latte. I think this might be someone else's drink. Like if you do that and that's hard for you and you stand up for yourself and you like set that boundary, that is beautiful. That is amazing. Like celebrate that win. Be proud of yourself. It doesn't matter if you feel like you're just starting to build this like non-people pleasing muscle. Like when you successfully do it, like give yourself a high five. Celebrate that. The reason that I chose a mantra meditation specifically for people pleasing for, you know, 
yesterday's practice is because mantras and affirmations can be so powerful around people pleasing. So, you know, and this is why I, in the um, virtual retreat, also have the workshop around like crafting your 2023 mantra is because you really have to think about like, what do I need to hear? And when you think about like, what do I need to hear in these moments? It can really, really be beneficial to practice mantras and affirmations, like telling yourself what you need to hear or what you need to be reminded of in those moments. Um, Also giving yourself space, giving yourself compassion, like you won't get it right all the time. You're learning, you're evolving, you're breaking like an old habit, you're building a new skill. So just be patient and kind with yourself as you're working on like breaking free of this like, you know, people pleasing cycle. Also surrounding yourself with people who respect and honor you. Like, and not only surrounding yourself with these people, because remember the only people that are really going to be upset about you setting boundaries are people who, you know, didn't necessarily respect them to begin with um but also be that person for others right so if someone else is setting a boundary with you like if you want to have your boundaries respected and honored and you want to be able to say no make sure that you're allowing other people to say no to you as well and that you're honoring that for others And then finally is honoring your self-care time, even if it's like really small. So I don't do a ton of self-care work, but again, going with this, like loving to recommend others because I really do. Ashley Sondergaard, who's the host of the Yoga Magic podcast, she's also a self-care coach. Um, She has this really cool thing where she does like astrology and self-care, like looks at like your birth chart and helps you come up with like a self-care plan. Um, I'll, I'll link to her website in the show notes. But carving out for me, like, It's hard for me to do these like big, huge, like self-care things, but it looks like little moments where I can kind of refill my cup and also kind of reassess and like hit the pause button and be like, okay, how are things going? Like these things that I'm doing, like who am I doing them for? Why am I doing them? Like these little kind of pauses to just hit the reset button can be really beneficial. But if you're wanting like a self-care like overhaul, um, I would recommend Ashley. So that is, that's it. Those are my thoughts on people pleasing and I hope you found this to be useful or gave you something to think about Um, last reform episode of 2022. So next reform will be 2023 as a reminder um, next year, you know, to kind of honor my own boundaries and my burnout. I will be doing one meditation a week like normal and then um, two freeform episodes per month. So that is what's going on. Um, You have a few more days. You can pre-save that virtual New Year's Eve retreat. And I hope that you're having a beautiful, wonderful day. Thanks for being here.